Welcome to Waiting For You, the podcast where we talk infertility, hope, loss and courage. I'm Janine, mum of one, a newborn and family photographer and lover of dark chocolate. Here we will share stories of families who have faced a different or difficult journey through conception, pregnancy or postpartum. I want to honour these stories and have them be heard and I want to bring it all, the tears, the hope, the despair and the joy. In today's episode, I am talking with Meg. Meg shares with us the experience of her baby dying at 20 weeks and going through the experience of birthing little Ada, holding her in her arms and then saying goodbye to her as they left the hospital. It's a painfully beautiful story and there are lots of tears, beautiful, beautiful tears. Thank you so much, Meg, for sharing with us. Here's Meg and Ada's story. Hey Meg, thanks so much for joining me today. Well, thank you. Oh, it's so nice to have you here. Do you want to start, Meg, by telling me a little bit about you and your family? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm married to my husband, Byron. We, we met in 2010. We got married 2016. And um, we've got two beautiful children, Remy, who's three, and Rue, who is one. <laughs> and I, as you know, I'm obsessed with your children's names. <laughs> yes, gorgeous. Yeah. So Lots of fun picking their names. <laughs> I bet. I bet you've done such a beautiful job. <laughs> what do you love doing as a family? We love getting out outdoors a lot. Um, I wish we could do it more. Our house has been such a big project. We relocated a bungalow right before we decided to have children. So <laughs> while we're right. working on this house, we've had kids at the same time. So yeah, feels like um, that's all we end up doing on the weekends is on the house. But other than that, we do love getting out um, camping and um, bushwalks and beaches and, yeah, just love getting outdoors really. Yeah, love that. Okay, Meg, today <laughs> you're going to tell us the story about – your other baby, Ada, who you lost um, mm. your first pregnancy. So mm. can you start by telling me about becoming pregnant with her and how the early part of your pregnancy was? Yeah, so, um, yeah, we got pregnant with her and um, it was horrible. <laughs> I was so sick. I was, it really was, really wiped me. I remember um, I would put a duvet and a pillow in the back of my car and, at work for lunch, I would sneak off and have a sleep in my car. Wow. <laughs> I was so sick all the time. I vomited like every morning, but it was only for those first few weeks, like, you know, from about six, six to 13 weeks, I think it was, but yeah, it was a lot to get through. And, um, but yeah, we did. And then, but yeah, other than that, she was quite an active baby. I mean, she was like kicking around from like, 15, 16 weeks. Yeah. Um, which was fun. And yeah. And did you um, know she was a girl at that no, point? No, we didn't find out. But obviously, Byron was very keen on having a boy. And I remember <laughs> thinking to him, I feel like it's a girl, so don't get excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, we were hanging out for the 20 week scan. Couldn't wait to find out. But uh, as it went, actually, so the day I booked my scan for the 20, at exactly on 20 weeks, 
but then we couldn't make the appointment for some reason, so I moved it to the later that week. Yeah, but then as it played out, um, I don't know. Do you want me to carry on with the story? Or? Yeah, yeah. So carry on with what happened. <laughs> carry on with what happened at, at about twenty weeks. Okay, so yeah, it was um, it was a Tuesday, and I got home from work, um, and I kind of did what I usually do. Just came home and went straight to bed. My husband came home from work and we were chatting on the bed and then I was like, I just feel a bit off today. Like I just mm-hmm. feel not quite right. And and I said to him, I'm just, I feel like I need to just go sit on the toilet. And so I'm, I'm on the toilet and I'm, you know, applying pressure of what I would think was a, a doing a poo. Yeah. And and then that's when I felt this kind of a bubble coming out of my vagina and I, as I reached down to touch it, and like instantly, I thought, oh, "Goodness, is this a head or what's going on?" Yeah. But yeah. as I touched it, it bursted and just yeah, just water just gushed out. Oh. And then um, yeah, so that was very frightening, and obviously I'm you know new to pregnancy, so I was yeah. very much like, "What is happening?" Yeah. So my husband yeah bundled me up into the car, and uh, we went to the hospital, and I was so embarrassed because. I didn't have any pads, so I just yeah. was using these towels. And my, I'm absolutely saturated, and water's still like leaking out everywhere. And <laughs> I'm in the emergency room, like going hi. <laughs> um, but they were really good. They like yeah, took me um, straight to do a scan, and then we yeah, and it was actually the first scan. I didn't do a 12 week scan with with her. I'm not entirely sure why. I think I just decided I didn't really need one, but. Mm-hmm. So it was my first scan actually seeing seeing her in there. And, yeah, and the nurse doing it, the scans showing me. You could see baby. She was all in a tight little ball and no fluid around her. Um, but you could still see her little heart beating and hear the heartbeat. Yeah. And she then told me. The baby wouldn't survive without the water. Yeah. I should just be prepared to birth her um, in the night, which was quite weird for me. I kind of thought, okay, is it going to be that easy? Is she just going to come out of this thing? (laughs) So we went home, and I thought I wouldn't sleep that night, but I actually did. I had a really good sleep. Okay. only woke up and was somewhat relieved to find that she wasn't in the bed. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, cramps and all that hadn't started. So we went back to the hospital, which, yeah, with the options that I had, you know, that the, the water hadn't refilled. So yeah, she she won't make it. And so it was somewhat of an, an easy decision to having to terminate. Um, well, albeit, although very hard. <laughs> of course. So um, would your other, did were you given any options at that point or was? No, no, I don't remember any other options. Like, um, I think it was kind of like a, you can, you can just wait until the cramps start, but then you're right. also yeah. um, open to infection in the meantime. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it definitely was the best decision at the time, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I can't remember the ins and outs, but there was something about a doctor had to a, a doctor had to be there to sign it off or like to talk to me, you know, make sure I was of sound mind and stuff. Right, to make and, that decision. 
Exactly, yeah. But yeah. that doctor was in, in another hospital. Okay. And so I had to wait all day in this birthing suite with women giving birth all around me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, yeah, and um, I, we just sat there in the room and, and at some point um, bleeding did start. So I think things were gradually happening anyways. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we finally got moved to a new room and I was given the medication and yeah and then we just waited for the for the contractions really what and again like it's something that you're just so not prepared for like you can never be really prepared for your first birth anyways but yeah you know I had no idea what a contraction felt like and <laughs> yeah and I, thought that I, I knew I wanted to not have drugs with all my babies so that was definitely the way I went into it was like no I want to do this on my own and but as soon as those contractions started and it was it was so different to now after now having had my two babies and noticing the difference it was really hard to have those contractions but nothing to push against it was as okay. if you were just having like intense period pain like but times a hundred yeah and, you know, at least when you've kind of got something that's there and you can really, you know, knuckle down and push this kid out. But when there's just nothing there, you just feel you feel very like it's very abnormal. It's very a very strange feeling. What did you feel like nothing was there because she was so little? Yeah, um, either because she wasn't low enough, like she uh, wasn't in the canal. Yeah. Yeah, she was still up high and, you I know. Gotcha. That makes sense. So, yeah. 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 So I guess that, my body had to go through contra- contractions to bring her down. and. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And um, just before you carry on, at this point, had you had you let anyone know? Had you contacted family or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, my mum and my sister had come before I was given the medication, they came to visit me. So that was nice to see them. Uh, yeah, but in the meantime, I think um, it was just me and Byron all day pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the being in the ward with uh, the birthing ward, was that a mistake or was that just because they had no yeah. way else they to were, Well, they were really apologetic. They just didn't have a room available for me. And they kept on being, they could tell that I didn't blame anyone, but it was still very hard. Oh my goodness, um, it's torture. So yeah. 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 It wasn't very nice, but um, but I was still very happy for the other woman that were bringing babies mm-hmm. into the world though. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So yeah, the contraction started and I very quickly realized that I couldn't handle this. And especially after having such an emotional day and I already felt mm-hmm. like a wreck. So mm-hmm. I said yes to the morphine. Uh, and then it was a uh, quite a few hours um, of pushing, and eventually I just passed out on the bed, flopped over some pillows, mm. um, and I just like completely fell asleep. And it was only about I think Byron said it was only like fifteen or twenty minutes that I was asleep for, but I just suddenly I woke up and I had this urge like and I had something to push on and I right. was like everything I had left I just pushed against it and then yeah and then she came out right um and yeah and then, then the first thing I said to because the obviously they're, they're there trying picking her up and I'm like is she a girl is she a girl 
And hmm. funny enough, the nurses won't didn't answer me. They wouldn't tell me what she was. And then it wasn't until they passed it to me that they were like, I like looked at, I wanted to see it for myself. And I was like, she is a girl, right? And I looked at the nurse and she said to me, if that's what you think, then yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Ah, it's very strange. I wonder, I'm not sure yeah. if they have to do that. Yeah. I wonder if I know yeah. that I have um, photographed a stillborn baby at 18 weeks and they didn't know the, the sex because you can't tell. So oh. I, I'm wondering if it, that was just a little unsure for them to make that call at 20 weeks. Yeah, I'm not maybe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, but it, yeah. But she From was what I was girl. looking at, I was like, mm, yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. just thought to myself, I knew you were a girl. I knew it. Yeah. 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 And so did you, what happened? Did you get her straight into your arms? How were you at this point? Yeah. So, um, yes, I think so. So they obviously, um, Byron cut her cord and then um, they passed it to me in a towel. And yeah, and it was very. It was very hard for me at this point because I was so drugged up on the morphine that I like I I was so struggling to feel any emotion. I was mm. just an absolute space cadet, and you know my hus my husband's you know crying and and talking to her, and I was I just kept looking at her, going, "Oh, this is so strange." Like, I mean, nothing really prepares you for looking at an uncooked baby either, yeah. you know, like it's yeah. very, um, very hard. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's okay, it's okay Meg. Take a, take a deep breath. Yeah, sorry. It's just one of the hardest things I have to think about. Yeah. Don't I really be... wanted to be really present with her at that time and, yeah. It's just really hard to think I couldn't pull it together enough to, I don't know, just really let it sink in as to what just happened. And yeah. yeah. It wasn't you, though, lovely. It was it was the effect yeah. of those drugs on you, hey? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And can I just ask why they gave you morphine and not an epidural? Was an epidural not sort of going to be a it was not a good time to do something like that. I'm not sure, actually. I'm not even sure if I was given the option of, mm. yeah, which one. So, no, I'm not sure I was given the option of an epidural. Yeah, I wonder why. Uh, I'm, yeah. Sure there's, I'm sure there's a reason. I hear your pain around feeling like you weren't present when she was born. Um, mm. Yeah. I'm sorry you feel like that, but like I said, it's it's that will surely be the the drug effect on you. Like you're saying you felt yeah. like a space cadet, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I do like I give myself comfort that Byron was there and yeah, he definitely, yeah, he stepped up definitely. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. And so what happened from there? Did you keep keep her with you? What, what did yeah, they do? Yeah, we held on to her for a little while, and and then they yeah, they took her away to get her dressed and yeah. and to clean me up. And I think in the meantime, while I'm kind of holding Ada as well, I think I did the placenta thing as well. And yeah, so yeah, um, and then they brought her. It was after I had a shower and all that. Um, they brought her back, 
and then that's when the photographer from the Heartfelt Foundation um, arrived. Yeah. And, yeah, and it was really lovely. And something I remember actually um, was, I wish I could remember her name, <laughs> the photographer. Yeah. But she she was, she talked to Ada, like, yeah. they, they brought her in. She was all dressed up and, and, and it was really like, oh, it was quite, it was so nice that someone was talking to her, like, like she was real, like, yeah, because when I think about it now, there's, you know, not a lot of people got to see her, and yeah, yeah. Did you feel? Oh, I'm so glad that photographer did that. Um, as you know, I work for Heartfelt <laughs> as well, and I always talk to the babies. Oh, um, I just think it's beautiful. Cause, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll find out who it was for you. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, once the photographer was there and a little bit of time had passed, were you, were you feeling a little more present in the situation? Oh, definitely, yeah. Oh, great. Um, yeah, and doing the photos, like photos, we both like cuddled her and talked to her. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it was nice. And then... I think we had then not long after that, so we went to sleep, and then um, when we woke up, we asked for her to be brought back into the room, and just me and Byron, and then just yeah, have another chat with her and stuff. Yeah, spend some time. Yeah, it was so Sorry. hard to like leave her behind. <laughs> I bet. Before you tell us about that. Um, mm-hmm. Did you? When, at what point did you name her? Did you already have her name before she was oh, born? Yeah. You did. Oh yeah, as soon as we got put on our laps. Well, oh, at, at that stage, I mean, obviously, I wasn't prepared for a baby right then and there. But of course, yeah. I definitely had already had a list, and then, yeah, and on that list was Ada. And um, and well, I said to Byron, "What do we want to call her?" And he's like, "Well, I'll read your list," and then. Ada was at the top, and I said Ada, and then Byron goes, "That's the one." <laughs> oh, so, that's really sweet. Yeah. And does she have a middle name? Yeah, um, same as mine, Claire. My mum's as well. <laughs> Ada Claire, that's beautiful. So, how long after she was born? How long were you in the hospital for, and and having her near you for? Um, yeah, not for long. Like I was pretty, um, I was pretty eager to get out of the hospital. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, so we had to leave her there and, mm, like memories rusty now as to how long she was there, but they did need to do an autopsy on her. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Um, yeah. Yes. At which they didn't find anything. They said okay. that there was bacteria there was a sign of bacteria, but it's hard to say if that bacteria had came after the waters had broken. Ah, uh, yeah. So okay. from what they could see, they, yeah, they couldn't they couldn't tell what was wrong, and otherwise she was a very fit and healthy little baby. So, mm. um, yeah. But so yeah, it wasn't long after. So we left the hospital, and then yeah, a few days after the autopsy, and then we went and picked her up to take her to the um, crematorium. Yeah, at which point then we had another little goodbye. Yeah. And so what was it like for you? How were you in the days, weeks and months that followed 
How were you emotionally and mentally? Yeah, I I was a mess, mm. but most people wouldn't probably wouldn't have known. Okay. But I um I'm so thankful to have Byron. He, yeah, he's my absolute rock. He sounds you know, it was amazing. Because really I think we lost her in October, and then. Um, you know, it was leading on to like Christmas and all yeah. that. It was just really hard to like be around friends and family and stuff because you just feel so like something's missing. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was pretty hard. Yeah, so hard. The hardest thing. And what about Byron? How was he? You said he was your rock, but how was he coping? Oh, yeah, really well. Like. He definitely showed his emotions where it was, you know, where he needed to and stuff. And yeah. and we still have moments now, you know, where we think about Ada and we both get teary. And, of course. Yeah. So, how, yeah. how old would Ada be now? Um, She'd be four. Oh. Yeah. I know, isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. So weird to think I would have a four-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and what about um, like re- return to work? How did you how did you both mm. go about about that? What sort of time did you take, and how how did that go for each of you? Um, yeah, I did. I took a few days off. I think um, so. I lost her on it was the Tuesday, and I think it was about the Thursday where I got out of the hospital, and then I went back to the work on the following Monday. And wow, and I was yeah, it was. It was kind of good. Like I felt like I just wanted to get back on track with things, and anyway, but yeah, it was still a, it was still a pretty tough week. To, yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. when you still had workmates coming up to you and still asking you when your baby's due. <laughs> of course, and people like, don't know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, it was nice though. You know, like there's so much support and love around me, and yeah, I had she had a. One of my, well, she was kind of like my work mum, <laughs> and she said to me one one after one week, and she goes, "I don't believe this stuff, but my mum, who loves to go see the psychic, she makes she made me drop take her there on the weekend, and she goes, and the psychic grabbed my hand and said, I can see a little baby, and her name starts with A, and she need, and she's so happy and smiley." Oh, and it was like I can't think of anyone else but your baby, oh. <laughs> and I was like, what? That, like I'm in the staff room, just bored. <laughs> 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 and it was kind of nice, though. I was like, that's really yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, again, it was one of those things where I thought maybe I want to go see a psychic or something, you know? Like, yeah, maybe it'd be nice. But yeah, I've heard so many people that do that and really find a lot of um. Um, comfort. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> hmm. And um, as you told us at the start, you um, went on to have two more beautiful children. How was it? How was it for you deciding to try again and being pregnant again and and giving birth again? Like, talk me yeah. through your decision making and if the trauma kind of was reignited. Mm. Yeah, it was. Um, no, it wasn't a hard decision to try again. Like it's definitely, mm-hmm. you know, something we wanted. So, 
yet. Um, I think I got pregnant um, in the February, so it wasn't too long after. Yeah. And it actually happened a lot quicker than I thought it would. Yeah. Um, And um, the pregnancy was very nerve-wracking for me. I was so nervous all the time. Any little, you know, twinge or hang of pain or anything, I just, you know, would just be like, oh, it's happening again. Yeah. Especially because we didn't know why Ada passed, we one of the other options was that my cervix. I can't remember if there's a word for it, but when your cervix just like somewhat kind of gets lazy and it just opens. Ah, uh, yeah, that is know, a word. I don't know it either. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Heard of it. So, mm, so yeah, I um. So that was one of the possibilities that could have happened. So the whole time I'm thinking to myself, oh, it's, my cervix is opening. And right. It was, Great. it was all fine. So Great. Yeah. Yeah. And what about um, your first child is Remy, right? Your second child, actually. Sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and how was his birth? What was that like for you after giving birth to Ada? Oh, goodness me. He was tough to get out. Jesus. I um we did hypnobirthing and I really wanted to get in it. You know, I really wanted to be this very zen birther. And um and I had um we got the pool set up in the lounge and it was actually all going really well. So once like the contractions had started, I was doing my breathing and I actually managed to get I think it was to, by the time the midwife came, I was seven centimetres. Wow. And so when she got there, she was like, oh, yeah, you're ready get in the pool. And I thought, yay, I'm so happy. I'm going to push this kid out. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah. And, boy, did the wheels fall off. They, I was, well, there was, oh, sorry, my waters broke when I was in the pool and there was meconium in the water. Yeah. Did I say that right, meconium? Yep. Yeah. Um, so, and I knew in my head, oh, if there's, you know, if that's happened, then, you know, baby's in distress. So I, I started panicking a bit Yeah. and I, which was, you know, not, not what you want to be doing at that point. You want to be trying to stay pretty focused, but yeah. yeah. And so she said, don't worry, like, just give it a few good pushes, um, see what happens kind of thing. But my, it was felt like someone was taking a baseball bat to my back. It was so painful, and so they were like, "Okay, right, we need to get you to the hospital." So we had this horrendous drive. Oh my goodness! In a <laughs> car, had, in the car, yeah, in the oh. back seat with my midwife. I had my head like down by her feet, pretty much, while she's like rubbing my back, and I'm just screaming the whole way. <laughs> and we get through to the hospital, and um, I've had to stop a few times to have contractions. <laughs> yeah, and then. Yeah, and then got into the room and I had this really horrible obstetrician there. She, I obviously hadn't met her before. And mm. um, she she kept on, she was like just kept yelling at me pretty much and just telling me, telling me if I don't get this kid out that you're going to have to have a C-section and stuff uh, like that. Yeah. And at, what po- at which point my husband said to her, can you stop threatening my wife? Because he knew I did not want to have, you know, go down that track. Yeah, and, and also um, just not that kind of treatment, that kind of tone. No, yeah. 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 So the two midwives that I had were also very shocked at the time. They were like, oh, wow, we've never had to deal with this before either. So, wow. Good on your all, husband. Um, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
advocating for you like that. Yeah. 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 Even my midwives were really proud of them. <laughs> Good. <laughs> So, um, no, it was, um, but yeah, so I ended up uh, having a pesiotomy and then he, okay. he finally came out and he was all right. good. I, he had no issues, um, a little bit jaundiced, but um, yeah, he was yeah. fit and healthy. <laughs> and how was that moment for you to have him in your arms? Oh, it's just the best. I think <laughs> the best part was Byron's face holding holding. Remy. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, it was the best. That's so sweet. Makes me so happy. <laughs> and then I believe you had a little surprise birth on the couch with your second. <laughs> and again, so this time around, I was like, right, let's. I'm going to have this baby at the birthing center. We'll go to the birthing center and we'll push her out there. <laughs> and because uh, we you know, I was like, I'm not doing the whole pool thing here. What a bloody you know? like, Yeah, no, I was like, no. I don't want that again. And um, so, yeah, it was. Um, I think Remy was already at his grandparents. And then the next morning, I'd said, maybe hang on to him for the day because I'm feeling a, you know, feeling some motions going on. Yeah. But nothing happened all day until we got to bed. And then, yeah, the contractions had started, and I just did my breathing and stuff like that. And it wasn't for very long, and I thought I was like, "Oh, Byron, call the midwife because I think I think this baby's coming." And then I spoke to Emma, my midwife, and and then you know I am still talking to her, and so she could kind of hear in her voice that she wasn't convinced I was like, mm. you know, about to pop this kid out, and so it was making me also feel like, "Yeah, okay, I've got some time as well." Yeah. <laughs> But then so I went to the I sat on the toilet and I Byron rushed around getting everything in the car and then he's like, Megan, you need to get in the car now and I was like, Oh, I can't move like <laughs> and I managed to walk out to the car, in which point I had another contraction, like literally outside. Yeah. For all the neighborhood to hear. Yeah, the whole neighborhood. And then I was like, no, this baby's coming. And I went back inside and I flopped onto the couch. <laughs> and then, so Emma, my midwife, she was already on her way, hoping to yeah. meet us at the birthing center. But Byron said, you've got to come here. And then, um, yeah, <laughs> at which point then Emma just like rushed into the door, literally walk, comes over to me on the couch, whips my pants down and just catches the baby. <laughs> no way. Yeah, totally. Wow. And uh, we were so not prepared. Like, Byron's trying to get towels. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was it was pretty good. I would happily do that birth over and over again right. easily. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, it was quite yeah. funny afterwards because Byron's all like, wow, that was amazing. Are you sure you don't want to do that again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm cool. so glad. It was so nice. I was really yeah. glad to, yeah, had, got to have her at, at home as well, which is always what I did want to have to do. Yeah, so. originally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're just going to go back to Ada for a minute. Is there anything you do mm. in your family to honour her, either just in your everyday life or yeah. anniversaries? No, we or? do. It's Tell actually kind of, um, so it's always timed well with um, the the fireworks show in Kumu because we live in Kumu. Ah, amazing. Yeah, and um, so it, it always timed around her birthday and um, 
And so we always try to get to that. But the last two years, because of COVID, they haven't mm-hmm. had it. So mm-hmm. we had been thinking, like, we should, we need to do something else. Usually we'll buy some fireworks or something like that. And it's something, yeah. I don't know, it's more just between me and Byron. Like, we don't make a big, you know, yeah. thing about it. It's just one of our little, yeah. Yeah. Our little reminders. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Something nice we do as a family, too. So it's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. And what is something you've learned about yourself, Meg? Oh, goodness me. Just, I guess just how strong you can be. Yeah. Yeah. You can do hard things, right? Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and everyone said it at the time as well, that time heals, you know. Like I, I remember someone saying that to me at the time, and I thought, no, I would never feel okay. Yeah. But you do. You do. Yeah. You do, but I'm she's sorry, always I'm there. No, <laughs> it's good. It's so good. It's like never be, never be sorry for your tears. You're yeah. allowed to cry. She is your baby and yeah. she died. Yeah. Let them out. Let them out. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if someone else experience something similar to you what what would you say to them oh goodness yeah it's it's funny because after that it happened we've had a couple of friends that had lost babies you know in the early stages but they didn't want to they didn't want to tell us oh, um okay. you know, and they kind of would just bring it up in passing like oh, oh yeah was it oh back then we had a miscarriage and we don't want to tell you because you know and it was like you didn't want to share with us. Like, yeah. it's quite funny that people think, mm, you know, like just because a baby's smaller doesn't mean it wasn't a baby. But, Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely feel like I've got a lot more um, sympathy and empathy for people that go through this sort of thing. Absolutely. Um, especially for mothers, you know, like no one else will feel those kicks again and, yeah. you know, or remember them remember those little babies like we did yeah Yeah. I wonder if your friends were scared of kind of bringing it all up again for you and you know you reliving your pain but from what I've heard from many people is that your pain's there anyway someone talking about it is not going to make it worse would that be true for you yeah definitely yeah 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 Um, it's actually one of those, another one of those things where I, I almost wish people would talk to me more about it. Like, yeah. you know, like I, I always appreciate anyone that remembers Ada or brings her up or remembers yeah. her birthday or, mm. you know, like means the world to me. Thank you. Our final question today, Meg, is what does it mean to you to be Ada, Rue and Remy's mum? Oh, it uh, means everything to me. I love being a mum. I love watching yeah. them grow up. And yeah, two little me and Byron, you know, humans. <laughs> <laughs> Although they look more like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um, it, it's everything to me. Yeah. yeah. I love being a mum. Well, the one that I've met was pretty special, little Rue. So I can imagine Mimi <laughs> is too. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you so much for sharing um, your experience today. I love your tears. Yeah. And I <laughs> I am so grateful for you to open your heart to me and to share this because 
it's just so beautiful to hear. And I know that someone listen, listening, will re- it will really help them to hear from you. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Meg, for sharing your heart with me, your experience with me, and for sharing Ada with me and with everyone who will listen. You are a truly wonderful mama, and I'm so sorry you had to say goodbye to Ada. And I am so happy that you have Remy and Rue in your life. As always, I hope this podcast brings you hope, healing, and hugs. 